Leader for good. Let's talk mission, meaning and making a difference. Hey, I'm Bera and in this episode I'm really excited to share with you how the platonic triads, this ancient philosophical concept, how you can use that to find your superpower. And also, I'll be sharing with you what you can do to not have that superpower destroy your life. So if you're ready, let's jump right in. Concretely, I want to cover three things. Number one, I want to cover what the different superpowers are so that you can gain more clarity on which one is yours. I also have a free test on my website that can help you figure it out. And I'll uh, link that below. Um, then I want to go into how to embrace your superpower more fully. And lastly, I'm going to go into how to not have it destroy your life. And if you think you're safe not knowing what your superpower is, spoiler alert, you're not. You're just more unconscious about it. So that's why I think it's really important to, to start this discussion. Okay, let's begin. What are the superpowers? So you may have heard of the platonic triad, and that's basically um, the concept of the true, the good, and the beautiful. And uh, that's been, you know, like, like a concept in philosophy for a really long time. It's often called the platonic triad because of its association to Plato, uh, which, yeah, which is all, and it's often also called the transcendentals. Now, often, uh, it's like, you know, this triad is talked about in very, very like theoretical terms. And what I realized is that it's actually hugely applicable and that there are actually three types of superheroes, we could call them. And you're one of them. Uh, the question is just which one. They are the truth titans and they have truth as a superpower, surprisingly, right? Then we have the goodness giants and then there are the beauty bosses. And these are the three superpowers. So this, you know, like m might bring up the question, well, how do I find mine? Well, number one, there's sort of like the quiz, you can do that. And number two, you can also just sort of like look at your life and ask yourself which of these values um, you, you have expressed the most in your life. So for instance, to give you an example, my superpower is truth. And I actually chose a profession that was very much in alignment with that. You know, like I became a lawyer and um, I wrote a PhD. And like, again, PhD is a lot about kind of like wrestling with the truth. And I also noticed, let's say when I write an article today, that a lot of it is, you know, like, is what I'm writing factually accurate? Uh, I'm not quite as concerned about, well, does it look beautiful? And the same is, for instance, true for my husband. Uh, he also has truth as a superpower and he became a scientist. Um, so you can see how there are all these tiny and small decisions in life that are really impacted by, by your superpower. Okay. So now the next question is, how do you more fully embrace your superpower? Let's assume you've gotten clear what your superpower is. Now, what do you do to more fully embrace that? Well, I think, um, one thing is to get really clear that that's sort of like the one thing that you're really good at naturally. You don't really need to do as much to become world-class as it as in some other areas. You know, like, so for instance, for me, 
I would probably be a pretty bad fashion designer because beauty is not like my, my natural superpower. And I would probably be only be mediocre if I started an NGO. But for things like, you know, I would probably be a pretty good investigative journalist because I like to dig and kind of like find the facts and all that. And it's also why, for instance, law was a good choice for me. So yeah, it's, it's really accepting that that is sort of like your, your zone of genius and where you most shine. And that's how you embrace it. Now, every great strength comes with an equally great challenge. And this leads me to the third point, which is how to keep your superpower from destroying your life. Now, we all tend to think that the way we look at the world is the only natural way, right? Like, or that what we deem important is the most important thing. But the thing about these three superpowers is that all of them are important and having only one without the other, it really isn't good. You know, like truth without goodness. Can you imagine that's like super scathing and unkind or, you know, like goodness without beauty, that could be pretty disgusting almost. And, you know, beauty without truth, that's just like vain and shallow. So we need all of them. And I actually, when I looked at some practical examples, I realized that some people who had completely gone off the rails had gone off the rails because they had overemphasized on their superpower and hadn't used the other superpowers as sort of like checks and balances. So for instance, giving you an example, you may know Leni Riefenstahl. She uh, was basically Hitler's uh, film director and she made this work, it's called Triumph of the Will. And it's a stunning piece of art. Unfortunately, it's also Nazi propaganda. So you're sitting with this weird situation where what she's like, you know, the art she created, it's beautiful. And it's done for this, you know, really icky, ugly purpose. So ironically that she was so fo focused on beauty, you know, to the extent where she was willing to collaborate with the Nazis to get her movies done or like, like her films done makes her work less beautiful, not more. And now you might be thinking, well, you know, but like, how could you corrupt goodness or how could you corrupt truth? Well, if you look at, for instance, the Spanish Inquisition, a lot of inquisitors maybe thought they were doing the good thing. They were like, you know, rescuing lost souls from eternal damnation. And they just happened to do through, through like torturing them and burning them at the pyre. And, you know, as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So goodness unchecked also is, uh, you know, can go terribly wrong. And the same is true for truth, where we have the example of Joseph Mengele, who was, you know, a Nazi physician, and he did all these really terrible experiments on, on people. And that was because he was so focused on getting more facts that he didn't care, like what he destroyed in the process of getting there. And, you know, if you're watching this, I don't think you want to be that person. And I think a really good way to make sure that we're using what we're good at for good purposes and not for bad ones is to, you know, really have some checks and balances in place. And that can mean learning about 
both the potential and also the danger of our superpower and complementing it with the other ones. So, you know, somebody, for instance, who wanted to get to the bottom of things, who wanted to do medical research, and who was also, who was not only committed to truth, but also to goodness, they would go about it in a, in a really ethical way. You know, they wouldn't essentially torture people to gain new insights. They just wouldn't do that. And that's why it's really important to know about all these different ones and to become fluent in them. And one way to do that is to look at other people. You know, if, if you have others in your life, you can ask them what their superpower is. And um, you may be surprised. Like for me, it was interesting to learn, okay, which of my friends is a goodness giant who is you know, like a beauty boss and then see how they might be doing things differently than me. And then also learn from them, how, how do they see the world? So yeah, that's, that's it for me for today. I really encourage you to take the test. And if you want to find out more about how I help my clients express not only their superpower, but also their passion and purpose in the world, you can click on the next video and um, I'll, I'll share more with you there. For more episodes of the Leader for Good podcast, go to leaderforgood.com forward slash podcast. See you in the next episode.